By now, you've probably seen ads about water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere on TV, social media, and probably even following you around on the internet. The water at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals for more than three decades. It is not rare for people who drank this water for an extended period of time to develop severe illness, including kidney cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, leukemia, liver cancer, bladder cancer, birth defects, Parkinson's, and more. A new law called the PACT Act allows victims of poisoned water to seek repayment for their medical costs. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it is important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you and won't take no for an answer. To file your claim and to have your case prioritized, sign up at SickMarine.com. What's going on, everybody? Before we get started, I have to tell you about our newest sponsor, MyBookie. More is always better. That's why MyBookie instantly doubles all first-time deposits. With double the funds, you can double your action and, more importantly, double your wins. Getting in on the action has never been easier. I can bet, I can bet with all my favorite currencies, including crypto, and with that, all that ex, extra scratch, why not get in on the biggest matchups of the week at MyBookie? As we inch closer to the NFL playoffs, there are some pivotal games to be on the lookout for this weekend, including a showdown between division rivals uh, when the San Francisco 49ers take on the Los Angeles Rams. Behind MVP candidate Matt Stafford, the Rams are looking to continue rolling as they take on the fierce 49er defense. The Rams are legit. Bet them to cover the spread. Don't wait. Head to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in on the game and start winning now. Use promo code FIREDUP to receive double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code FIREDUP, one word, so you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Welcome in to episode 29 of Fired Up, presented by the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check him out at bellyupsports.com. My name is Mike Gelato. Joining me as usual every week is Dom Console. Dom, what's going on, man? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, it was a, it was a fun week of football. Except not really. The one takeaway I had from this weekend of football, and I tweeted it out, is it seems like the quality of the NFL sucks this year. Like, just from, from Team 1... To Team 32, no matter what team, they all suck. Okay, I, I, I saw your tweet, um, I, but I wanted to wait until the show to kind of <laughs> talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um, it, w- w- in what sense? Like, 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 speci- like specify. They all like, suck. Um, like, in like what terms, though? The product of the field, I don't think, is good. Like, one, you had the fucking Buffalo Bills lose to the Jaguars. They're supposed to be, like, a, the top team in the league. They lose to the, one of the worst franchises in the history of sports. Um, what hey, are they? Any K- given K- Sunday, Kansas City, it stinks. They're they're supposed to be like a top offense ever. They stink. Just okay. no matter what team, team one to team thirty two, they all suck. Just every single one of them. <laughs> hey, that's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I didn't know exactly what you meant there, but I did want to save it for the show. Um, g- going back to that Jaguars game, it, it's crazy. It's like it's it's kind of like, and you you know my love for Scorigami. I think everybody does. Yep. But um. Uh, it, it's kind of in that same realm of Scorigami where for the first time ever in that Jags game, um, the same player, the player, a defensive player and a quarterback shared and it, the same yep. name. And it was it was like the first time ever somebody picked off 
a quarterback sharing the same name, and it was just you know he sacked him, he w- recovered a fumble, and he and he picked him off. Right, I think it was the second time ever where a defensive player with the same name sacked the quarterback with the same name. Okay. Um, that was like the second time ever. I think it happened maybe in the 60s, 70s, 80s, okay. right around there. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I think it's the first time ever somebody picked off. Picked them off. It was a pit, yeah, it was a pit. Uh, that dude had a monster. Josh Allen, not the quarterback, had a monster right, game yeah. that game. Right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, um, I didn't watch much of it but because uh, it was a slot fest. But, it was a dreadful game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying there. I mean, um, I just wasn't sure exactly what you meant. I just every team sucks. There's right. no great team. Every team sucks. Okay, you know, that's fair. That, that's kind of my takeaway just from watching the NFL this weekend. Okay, but uh, but how was your weekend? Didn't do anything fun? Uh, chaos. Chaos. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just you know, preparing for uh, the wedding. The countdown's finally weeks. on. It's le- less I, than a month away. Hey, man, it's when I signed those papers. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a countdown. That's so, true. So uh, that is true. Yeah, um, we're a couple weeks away, a few weeks away. So uh, you know, it's just uh, pure chaos getting ready. Um, so yeah, okay. Um, let's get into the the Eagles game then. I mean, with the, I feel like there's a lot to talk about with this game. Um, they lose to the Chargers, twenty seven twenty four. Moved to three and six. Um, a lot a lot of stuff to get into with this game. I mean, I, I thought the offense, for what it is, looked better. That I mean, you know, the, for the most part, I mean, the, the as soon as you start running the ball, like the first drive or the first two drives, I think they threw six of the first seven plays or right. six of the first eight, and they couldn't get anything, you know, done. And then they finally, they finally run the ball, and then you know, in the third, was it the third drive? They run the ball pretty much the whole entire length down the field, and then they score. Right. Go figure. You run the ball, you're going to score with this offense because Jalen Hurts isn't the quarterback to, that can just sit back there and just chuck the ball up every down. Right. He's just the game manager. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, um, like you said, starting six of the seven plays throwing the ball. Um, <laughs> that, Michael, congratulations on signing your last boy, Don. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just, especially coming off of last week, um, you, you would think that they would run the ball a lot more starting off the game. And I, and I will give them credit because they did eventually get back into that. I think by halftime, it was like 19 carries for. Boston Scott and um, Jordan Howard, right? Combined. Yep. So um, I think it was like twelve for Howard and seven for Scott. But um, but yeah, I, and and I think it was that second drive that um, the the last throwing play of those seven or six of the seven, um, it was on the one, and they they threw the ball on the first play. Right. Like it, it's it's it doesn't make sense, and they went three and out on that drive, but um. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it, I I can't get in this guy's head, especially coming off of what last week. And I understand Detroit stinks, but like you're going up against the worst running offense in the league. You think they'd start the game off more with more runs, right? But- uh, yeah, and then, and then on the third drive, you finally do it. I think right. I believe it was the third drive. Um, where and then you get down to the goal line and you do what people have been asking you to, asking you to do, right? Uh, you run the ball first and goal, run to Scott. Second goal, run to Scott. I wouldn't have used him in that opportunities, but at least you're running the ball. Then third down, they finally give the ball to uh, to Jordan Howard, and then they punch it in on the touchdown there. Um, so I, th- I think the offense, the fact that they're running bo- the running the ball more, is encouraging. Um, I want to talk about the defense though, because was it the first drive of the game for the Chargers? It was the first drive of the game, I believe, right where they went. The Chargers went 98 yeah. yards down the field and didn't score, which is the first time that's happened in the NFL since 2002. Really. 
what do you work for Scorigami? Like, <laughs> apparently, spitting these facts. Exa- yeah. Exactly. I, I, exactly. You're like, oh man, you're like, you're like, uh, uh, uh Ruben Frank over here. Well, first off, Eric, get out of here with that Cowboys talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, they went from the one to the one and didn't score. And I, I, you know, I, I even said to myself when they were on, uh, they were in the red zone on the one that, uh, you know, they, they have to go for it because they're, right. they're, they're better than, than the Eagles. Absolutely. Um, and, and I kind of figured that they, they figured that eventually the Eagles are going to start running the ball and they're the worst run defense in the league. So why not go for it on fourth down? We can win this game, right. even on the road. Um, that being said, the Eagles are what? Oh, and four at home this year. Yep. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter how good or bad teams are. You always want to win the home games, and it's just not happening. Right. So. Exactly. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and then, again, just just defense. Uh, Jonathan Gannon is, I feel like, kind of public enemy number one at this point, right? Um, what's, I mean, what's going on with the defense? Because they can't really stop anybody. Um, and even, I mean, I, we, I guess we could fast forward to the end of the game where you have a chance to get a critical stop where maybe, you know, a stop right around midfield, right around the 40-yard line could have helped win the game, and then you just don't get a stop. I think they ran the ball like 12 yards, or maybe it was a passing play. I don't it remember. It was like 16, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that kind of seals the game for them a little bit. But just the defense just doesn't get a stop when they need it. Right. And before I go into Gannon a little bit here um, – I kind of want to go to that last drive of the game. Um, obviously, people are talking about, you know, if you let him score, you know, you have two minutes left to, to go downfield and, and win your game. But do we really trust Jalen Hurts to do that? No, no. But, like, I I don't love that. I don't, yeah, no, exactly. And I don't love the mentality of let him score. That's just such Neither a loser I. mentality, personally. I like, I get sometimes that has its benefit. Right. But when a team's at midfield, right. I want exactly. I want you to try to stop the team just you know from kicking the field goal. Exactly, exactly. I, I completely agree. If they're on the twenty, you know, if they're if they're right. in the if, red yeah. zone, it's way different. It's a you, lot different of a scenario, right? right. Um, and they and they didn't get down there until really the final play of the final play of the drive. Really, uh, the they last, did it. The last, yeah, the last play right. before the field goal. Yeah, exactly. So they um, really didn't get down there until then. Right. So yeah, um, I don't like that. I don't like that idea at all. Uh, yeah, it's just something I saw floating around. Um, I mean, what are you going to let them go? 50 60 yards right you know yeah um, exactly yeah yeah no i i uh um it, you know you definitely want to try to see try to see them stop um stop the chargers there uh use the timeouts and everything like that but um going and let's let's dive into to, to gannon a little bit here okay um i think that guy should not even i don't even think he should coach peewee football <laughs> I, okay i i, I I don't even I, I I want to trash the guy, but like I don't I am so frustrated with this defense. I don't even know how to trash him. I wouldn't even know what to say. Right. So I, I I don't know how I don't I don't know how. So okay so so the one thing I've said about Sirianni all all year was he doesn't seem stubborn. Right. Last week he learned if you run the ball, you you get you get you know. The the defense stacks the box with eight and you, you throw the ball right. It opens things up right. Right. So we saw that this week he stuck to the run, even though it took a couple drives. He stuck to the run. Why doesn't Gannon learn that? Why is Gannon still running this soft zone defense? Like just get right. ten yards, just get ten yards, just get give them ten yards. Give them. Keenan Allen destroyed them, and I understand he's a top receiver in this league, but like, man, it's just it's just it's so frustrating that like we still have guys that just don't know how to make adjustments, coaches that don't know how to make adjustments. Right, and, and that and, and that that strategy can work. 
situationally. But, like, I don't want your whole entire game plan revolved around that strategy. What do you mean? The 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 bend but don't break mentality. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, the, like, the situationally, zone, it can make sense. The soft zone defense, I'm fine with in certain situations, like, you know, maybe don't run it 90% of the time is what I'm right. saying. Like, I, I'm not saying blitz every time either, but, you know, you've got guys on this defense, Derek Barnett, who I know, you know, he's he's not very liked in the city very much, but, um, you know, Derek Barnett and, and Josh Sweat, who rush the quarterback, that's what they do. And, like, why can't we, you know, you don't have Brandon Graham who's really good at stopping the run. So, like, why can't we, you know, use the use the, the the positives of these guys, these these uh the strengths of these guys. That's the word I'm looking for. But the strengths, the strengths of these guys <laughs> rush the quarterback. Let's can we at least blitz once? <laughs> right, exactly. So, and 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 it comes down to you know undisciplined play. Like I mean, Barnett uh, has like I think four penalties this year and only one sack. I mean, right. he's he hasn't been good at all and he's undisciplined. So I don't know what they're playing with him is moving forward, but. Um, you still need to see more from Fletcher Cox, even though I don't think he looked bad on Sunday. But I didn't, he didn't really look, notice him. Yeah, you didn't really notice him, um, which is kind of really the story of the last couple of years of Fletcher. Right. So. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just and and you know what, I am I am a big I am a big fan of Darius Slay. I think he is a top 10, 15 corner in the league. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I just I don't understand the the um, the hate that he's getting. Uh, obviously, he didn't have a good game. He he left early, but like this guy has had, he he's been here for what sixteen games last year. And what are we at week nine? I don't even know what that math is off the top of my head. Because again, I'm not a math guy. But <laughs> right, a, a season and a half here, and he's had two bad games other than this game. Like it's been it's, it's been three game, bad games in a year and a half. And like I just I just think this guy is getting so much. Um, so much just negative like in like just negative thoughts and negative you know vibes like it just doesn't make sense like well but I, probably because he other than the I, what game was it where he had the two interceptions was that carolina okay other than the carolina game he hasn't really made any flashy you know plays no, where but, he's turning the ball over so i feel like i feel like People yeah, don't really hard, notice but it, as but much. It's, but it's hard to turn over the ball when people don't throw your way. Right, for sure. That's, that, that, no, that's I'm just saying that I, I think that's why people aren't praising him as much because his name's just not out there because he just kind of quietly does his thing, whereas he's not right, as flashy. Right, but that's just as good like, right. to me. Yeah, I, it I, is. I mean, this, this defense isn't about – this defense hasn't been run, even under Schwartz, to turn the ball over. Like, it's just it's just not what they do. And, right. like, as much as I would like to see it, just like the next person, I mean, it's just as good if he's not – Picking the ball off, it's just as good to not hear his name. Like he, he's he's going up against some of the best receivers in the league, holding them for two catches for twenty yards. Like right. you know, game after game. And like I said, he's had two bad games other than this game against two top five, top seven receivers. Yep. Devontae Adams, who arguably last year arguably is the best receiver in the league, and last year against DK, who is a probably a top five. You know, he's he's probably the right. most exciting receiver in the league this year. So yeah. I, I just I don't understand the hate. I don't. I, I like the guy a lot, and I like the player a lot, and I, I just I, that's these people want to complain about Darius Slay, but like look who these corner who look who's the last good cornerback the Eagles had Asante Samuel. You know right. what I'm saying? He's the last great cornerback. I'm not calling Slay great, but like like we we have we've gone through like Fletcher and and and, and absolute slop. Yeah, Carrie yeah. Williams and and Byron Maxwell and Ronald Darby like. 
and the list just goes on and on. And like, can we? Okay, th in 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 sixteen, and a, or, or season and a half, sixteen last year, and nine this year. He's had three bad games. I mean, right? You know, I, I bet you all those guys that I just named had three good games in a year and a half. Right. So if that. Right, and and he's only had three bad games in a system that really allows you to give up a lot of yards. Right, that's what I'm saying. And they don't turn the ball like the system just doesn't turn the ball over. Like it's right. just not what they do. And I, I I think I think if he if he's not picking the ball off, if he's not turning the ball over, which obviously, like I said, ideally we want to see. The next best thing to do is to shut down guys. And for a fact, he's shutting guys down. I don't care what anybody says. He is. Right. I'm curious if he plays better and forces more turnovers and everything if they have competent linebackers. Like I feel like he's it's probably possible. he's probably cheating a little bit maybe in certain scenarios because he knows his linebacking course stinks. Right. And it's 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 that and it's the safety stink and it's really hard to pick the ball off when you're playing a soft zone coverage every freaking play. Like right. they don't bl that's the thing is is the, the the defensive line doesn't blitz. So like you the quarterback's not getting the ball out of his hand. It goes. It goes a lot to hockey. I, I saw your tweet um, about Ristolainen, and I forget who it was. Somebody tweeted something, and you you said I think you said something along the lines of you can really tell how people people have never played. Oh uh, yeah, I forget what tweet that was. But so, yeah. long I'm story short, Ristolainen, you know, <laughs> we're going to I, hockey already. No, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but just because he, you know, the thought of him being out there making the play, it makes the other player that's getting hit make the wrong pass you know what i'm saying so you can kind of you can you know what i'm trying to say yeah i'm trying to find there so so it, it kind of goes the same way with football where like if you're rushing the quarterback and you can get pressure on him he might make the wrong decision and guess what a top corner like darius slay can pick the ball off like that's what happened in the carolina game all right i did find the tweet about wrist lines you want me to read it or you want to save it to yeah. hockey talk? no fuck it let's do it all right so it was a it was a tweet from charlie o'connor who's the beat writer right. for the flyers um says i get the hard to play against thing with wrist line and i do i just wish i just wish more of his hits you know actually led to changes of possession because so many of them are followed by more time in the d zone so that was quote tweeted by somebody saying it's hard to explain uh but if you know that you're going to get hit hard every time you're out there with someone that affects things as the game progresses. You make quicker and often wrong passes because no one likes getting stapled to the boards. So that's when I reply. Sometimes it's really easy to tell who never played the game. Right. And, and like, I, I've never played hockey. Like, I, like, I've played hockey, but I've never played, like, ice hockey. I've never put on pads and played football. Like, but I I, I watch the game and I understand that. And, like, it, it it's just like in hockey, it's the same thing in football where, like, if you get enough pressure on the guy, he's gonna make the wrong decision, just like, right. like you said with Ristolainen, or, or or that 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 quote he said about Ristolainen. Yep. If you if you are if you are, um, a threat, and you make a quick decision, they're gonna make a quick decision, and sometimes it's the wrong decision. Absolutely. So it's about I, getting pressure. I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And they and they don't do it. Right. And, and I, I, really I don't, I don't know sports. if that's a scheme. I, it might be a combination. Like I don't know if that's a scheme thing or if that's just the. Players not getting the pressure for whatever reason. I, if you're if you're blitz if you're if you're rushing four all the time, I think it's a scheme thing, right? It can be, but you know, if it, Fletcher Cox is getting paid to be one of the best linemen in the league, like you need more pressure. Like he should be able to get pressure whether there's a blitz or not. Right, not maybe really not every to, down. I was but say, it's really hard to do that for yeah, sixty not, plays a game, for seventy sure. plays a game yeah. when you're only doing one thing. Like if they were rushing half the time or even a quarter of the time, 
you know, more than four guys, okay, I would understand that, but, like, they're not. Right. Other than Detroit, like, they're just not. And we saw it last year, too, and Schwartz started to, 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 to send blitzes. It started to work, and you get turnovers. Right. And they just don't do it. No. No, they do not. Um, is there anything else with the defense that you saw? Because I did want to talk about the offense a little bit more. Um, not that I can think of. Okay. Thank God. Um, right. So, back to Jalen Hurts. Did you see anything from him that maybe you liked, didn't like? I still don't think this offense can necessarily run around him because as soon as they started running the ball, they started having more success. But it's funny. So, I was taking notes during the game. And th- these are the two things that I have written down about Jalen Hurts. One, relying on his legs a lot. Number two, st- this is quote, I, I swear, quote, <laughs> word for word, still doesn't have a fucking arm. Is what I wrote right. in my notes. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I I don't know. Maybe he's got to buy one, but like, it, it's I, my my thing with okay. Let's 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 dissect the leg part a little bit here. Um, relies on his legs a lot. How many times have you seen this year Jalen Hurts run out of the pocket when there's not a lot of pressure? Right. It, it's, yeah, it it's, happens a lot. It's all the time. Yep. Like the God. Okay, what was it? The first or second drive, he missed Goddard for the touchdown. Um. Uh, was it Goddard? Because I know he. It might be the same drive. He also missed at the end of the first half. He missed uh, Smith. That was pretty pretty wide I open. I thought that was well. the end of the game. Uh, that was the end of the. That was the end of the first, first half. half. Okay. Yeah. It was his first or second drive. He missed Goddard wide open. Okay. Um, if you see, he sits. He sits in the pocket and. Um, Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CAPITAL, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. He he takes a little bit of a hit, but like, well, I want to see more of that. You know what I'm saying? I know he missed the throw. I, I get that, but like, I want to see more of of the guy sitting in the pocket, making the throw, and taking the hit. Like, I, I just I just don't like a guy. Like, and I, I I what am I trying to say here? I I like a guy that can use his legs to get out of sticky situations. You know what I'm saying? Um, a la Russell Wilson. Like, correct. Yeah. Um, but I just think he does it way too way too often. Way and way too, too and way too early. And listen, I get it. He's athletic, and he's he's got the you know the athletic ability to use his legs to his advantage. And right. that that's that's really the like that's his game. I get that, but not every single like don't don't make that your absolute go to every single time. Stand in the pocket, see what's there, right. and use that as the last resort. And like and I, real quick, I kind of I kind of want to uh, not dissect that play a little bit, but um, the Goddard, you know, where where he delivered where. He, you know, got the hit and tried to deliver the throw. Right. I'm going to ask you a question, okay? Okay. So, on a scale from, uh, let's say, terrible to very bad to bad to, like, neutral to 
good, uh, good, very good, great. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. O- on a scale like that. Yeah. Okay? Name. I'm, I'm going to give you like three, three quarterback names. Okay. Okay. You tell me where they fit on that scale. Okay. Okay. Let's go with Matthew Stafford. Uh, slightly above average. Okay, so good. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, where do you fit? Let's say Jared Goff. Uh, slightly below average. Okay, so. Okay, okay, so bad. Yeah. You know, so somewhere around that bad average uh-huh. part. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, and, I, and I'm talking about these guys in their primes, like not not currently, but like just in their over overall in their primes. Okay. I, I'd argue Jared Goff's in his prime right now, but you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but even Stafford, like right. you know, uh, Stafford's probably playing the best he is right now, anyway. But um, right. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, over his career average, I okay. would say. All three of those guys make that throw when they get hit. Yeah. True. And where does Jalen Hurts fit? Right. Average, bad, you know, somewhere yeah, around right, there, right? Yeah, right now, yeah, right now, probably average to bad. Yeah, I would say that. I, I mean, you, you could do that for any quarterback though, like Joe Flacco. Right. I mean, he was probably he's probably a little bit better than you know that average. He was. He was uh, I, think, I don't I think, know about that. I think he's in between good and very good over his career. Sure. I yeah. Sure he had like he had like two good years. I wouldn't say two good years. But he, he had and they like, relied. I mean, those defenses were really good. The ones well, sure. that won the Super Bowl and all that. But he still made big throws in, in sure, big for situations. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Eli, where does Eli fit? Um, regular season slightly below average. Uh, playoffs above average. Regular season, <laughs> regular season Eli and and postseason Eli, both make that throw. Sure. Yeah. They sit in the pocket and they make that throw. Right. So I, I I just I I but what, I, but what they're gonna try to sell you is, uh, Hertz has the athletic ability that maybe a, a Flacco, a Manning, uh, those guys didn't have, and that's what quote unquote separates him from the other guys. Okay, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I I don't think he ever makes the best decisions, but the dude has an absolute cannon on him. Like I, it's, he just does. Well, I'm saying I'm saying does does he make yeah. those throws? Yeah, he, he sure. can. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, I know Russell Wilson's, you know, obviously not around that neutral, an elite, yeah, he's area. Elite. Yeah. But like, I just, I, I, I just, these does, are guys. These are guys. Like, like, like does, when you watch, when you watch Jackson, like he does, he doesn't run out of the pocket as much as, and throw the ball. You know what I'm does, saying? He sits in the pocket and throws the ball, or he runs the ball. It, it, there's, there's not. Uh, there are times where he runs out of the pocket and throws the ball, obviously. But like, it's not every play like Jalen Hurts. Does Dak make that throw? Absolutely. You think so? Okay. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Fair okay. Nick Foles makes that throw. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, guys that have been career average guys. Like, and I think Dak is, I think Dak on on the scale is uh, somewhere between good and very good. Yeah, my opinion on Dak is I think he's better than the Philly fan base wants to believe he is. Oh, absolutely. But I, but I don't think he's as good as the national media makes him out to be. I think on I I mean I think he's somewhere in between. Do you, do you think he can win a Super Bowl? Like do you, you sure yeah sure he can carry team right I don't know like, I think I don't, I, everything needs to be perfect and when that offense is going they have the three great wide receivers when Zeke is a top five running back their offensive line is a top five offensive line sure they can win a Super Bowl okay yeah, with do him you absolutely think, do you think that Dak can take a team to the playoffs on his back uh sure yeah I'll, I'll give him that okay do you think the 
the two that okay take the Super Bowl away from that uh, the, the, against New England in two thousand four two thousand five. Okay. Take all the rest of the success of the Philadelphia Eagles right from that era. Okay. Is, is that is that success? Um, you talk about the Andy Reid yeah. conference championship, championship years every, every and, yeah. Um, yeah, I, would, I guess that's success. I mean, you didn't win the ultimate. No, you didn't. But, but it's success, prize, right? But you sure, yeah. I would take Dak. I th- I think Dak could could win you a couple playoff games years in a row and a row in a row. So I I mean I that's my opinion on Dak. I I mean can he he can win a Super Bowl with the right team? Um, right. I think he's better than people, like you said, around this area and these fans give him. But because oh, he's a cowboy, so I mean you're gonna get that. Right. Right. I, if he was if he was a you know an Arizona Cardinal like I, I you know he would he would be good like people right. would think he's he's good but like exactly. No, I completely agree. But but I, I just going back to Jalen Hurts. I, I just I, I want a guy, ideally, to sit in the pocket, throw a football, take a hit, but also, at the right time, run out of the pocket, make a play. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah, think he does when it you too need much. to. Yeah. Right. When you need, he just relies on it way too much. I agree. I agree. So. And, and and he runs out of, you know, again, he runs out of out of situations where there's not. There's not enough pressure to run out of the situation. So, right. Um, sticking with the offensive side, um, you did finally get the nice big breakout game from Devontae Smith. Five catches, 116 yards, and touchdown. He, I mean, he looked he looked good. It's his second hundred yard game. That is true. Year. Yeah, he had one against Kansas City. I mean, it's Kansas City's right. Kansas City defense stinks. Right. So take that for what it is. You know that and game. Char- I mean, seven catches, 122 yards, but. The, the the Chargers game or the Chargers corners were I think their starting corners were out so like were that yeah I mean, you, that's you true. Think, you know yeah. but he's on pace but to still. have over a thousand yards on pace to only have four touchdowns but like eighty three catches I, I saw today right. so um I I, I mean I, again this granted game, those numbers are a little inflated because you have one extra game this year right right but. that's true um but I, but even that I mean you know how, how many how many rookie receivers get a thousand yards yeah anymore? for sure um not anymore but just in general. Um, right. I I would g- gladly sign me up for eighty three and and you know, a little under under eleven hundred yards. Um, exactly. But I, I think I think he's gotten a lot of a lot of uh, uh, unwanted and negative views this year too. Like, why do you think that is? Uh, because they don't throw the ball down the field. Okay. Yeah. That's I, I don't. Fair. I just don't think. I just don't think he's a. He's not the type of receiver that's going to run screens and, and and obviously he's not going to run. Deshaun Jackson, you know, no, bomb. he's not that fast. Like that—that's one of the big misconceptions about Devontae Smith is the the draft experts weren't saying it, but for some reason it trickled down to like the fan level where people thought this guy had blazing speed, and that's just not him. But, it's not his game. But you don't need blazing speed to be fast if you have enough. If you have the like, look at Devontae, Devontae Adams. Devontae well, I think Adams there's a difference. Fast, well, I think there's a difference. Deep. Right, there's a difference between being quick and being fast. Okay. I think I think Smith has the has the capability to be quick, not fast. Okay, like just just with I, I his footwork and yeah, just no, I his that, ability but, ability to get open. But 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 running deep is not just about running fast. That's what I'm saying. Like, like right. Devontae Adams is not fast. Um, uh, uh, DK. Oh, I guess DK is fucking a cheetah. But uh, uh <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of, of another guy off the top of my head, like a top. De, DeAndre Hopkins isn't fast. They just right. have good footwork and and and. You know, obviously they're both bigger than than. I was just about Smith. to say those two guys have one thing on Smith, and that's size. Right, but like, but I'm not, but I'm not looking for the sixty yard bomb. I'm just looking for that twenty yard, 
um, slant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, like, e- I, yeah, e- even the slants. I mean, how many times have you seen Smith open on those slants and Hurts throws it five yards behind him? Or doesn't throw to him. Or, yeah, or that. Because he's afraid to throw down the field. Yeah. It's it's all it's it's so frustrating and I don't I don't remember if I said it on the show recently, um, but I did tell somebody I am just I think Quez Watkins can be so good, but they just don't have an offense that suits his his uh abilities. I no, believe I did say it like two weeks ago. You probably did that sounds familiar. Because, like yeah, he has the blazing speed where he can get down the field, but uh, Jalen Hurts can't hit him right sixty yards down the field. He just can't. And and uh, don't even get me started about Rager. I, I I have been I've been a supporter of Rager. Um, I think he flat out stinks. I do. I just I think it's who has who has more value to this team, Jalen Rager or JJ Arcega Whiteside? Uh, I don't. I know. I know you want me to say uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside, but it is Rager because he he does get on the field. Okay. Uh, fair uh, enough. I'm sorry. I just shot that down for you. You did well. I, I was the only reason I was saying that is because I know, I know JJ actually has like some sort of value when it comes to like blocking. That's right. really the only part of his game that he can do well. Um, whereas Rager right now just all around isn't very productive. I think I think Rager's good enough for the for those like slant, um, right. or like like those those like five yard slants or like the screen game, but like you can't run that too much. You you have no. to eventually throw the ball down the field like. And he just doesn't he just doesn't do that. And I mean, and, and there were a couple times this year, uh, early in the season, I think it was the San Fran game. He did get open down the, down the sideline, and he stepped out of bounds. Right. And, and they called they called the penalty. Yeah. You know, they brought the, t- the touchdown back. But yep. Um, I think that happened twice this year, where where uh, uh, he, he he was open up in the corner of the end zone, or or the the uh, the the ha- um, what's it called? The what? the end the, zone the cone. Oh, the okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, right in the front of the end zone, and 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 you know the the play the play fails. So right, um, that's I mean that's just discipline and, and just smarts at that point. Yeah, if you're like one time, okay, it happens. When you're doing it multiple times, it's there's an issue going on there. Right. So and obviously there was like officiating problems with that. Like it should have been um, uh, illegal contact. But anyway, the Thanks, pylon. Michael, there you go. <laughs> yep. Football guys here. <laughs> we are, yeah. It's been a long. Sorry, it's been a it, long day. It's been a long. It was a long weekend. It's been a long day for both of us. Yeah. I, I got a million things on my mind. I appreciate you though, Michael. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So you ready to move on to against the spread? Dude, he just said pylon. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, That's he didn't it. even say, pylon. "Hey guys, it's called pylon." There you go. Again, pylon. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, so I had a rough. I had a rough week. I went one and four. You went two and three, so that brings our totals to I am twenty and twenty five. You're twenty one and twenty four. Okay. So. All right. Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you do the honors of going first here. Okay. Um. All right. So the first game I got, I got the Falcons plus nine at the Cowboys. I just I don't know why I just have a feeling that it's going to be closer than nine points. So. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that, that that goes into another. Um, when I opened the show about how all NFL teams stink, like the Cowboys getting blown right. out to Denver, doesn't make right. any sense. Um, you see that Falcons plus uh, nine and a half, right? Plus nine and a half. Yeah. Okay, right, that's a, that's a big line. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go Saints and Titans. Now the Titans are feeling themselves. They're on like a four game winning streak. Right. Beat they beat a good Rams team last night, but I'm I'm still gonna take the Titans minus three to the Saints. I got the same thing. 
Titans, Titans minus, minus three. three. Yep. I like okay. it. The Saints don't have a quarterback, so. Right. They need a Saint, literally. Exactly. So I'm going um, the Bills and the Jets. Okay. Now the Bills just lost to the fucking Jaguars. They're going to come out to play. What's and that? they're just 13 and a half? Thir- yep, I'm taking the Bills minus 13 and a half. <laughs> That's huge. Um, I think they're going to be – like they're embarrassed that they just lost to the Jaguars. Right. They, they might put up 60 points. Are they home? Uh, no, it's in New York or Jersey, okay. whatever you prefer. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I, I looked at that. Uh, I don't love it, but I, I got you. Um, all right, my last game, I got Rams minus four at the Niners. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, coming off of a, a big loss, a big emotional yep. loss, they're gonna they're gonna come back hard. Um, For sure. And then I have the Eagles and the Broncos. I got right. the Eagles plus three. Okay. Um, the, the Broncos big win against Dallas. Yeah, I I like the Eagles in that spot. You think they win? I, I yeah I do actually okay. I, I do. I mean it's it's hard to cover plus you know. Yeah, it is plus three. three points, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I think they win. Okay. I like it. And I'm usually like not it. an optimist. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I know that well. <laughs> yep. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. So over unders, I got Seahawks at Packers. I got over fifty. Okay. I think uh, Russ is Russ is supposed to be back this week. Is right? he? I believe I saw something today that he might okay. be back this week. So Russ Russ is going to cook. He's going to cook. We're, 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 we're going to watch the future Eagle put up. There you go. Some serious points this week. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll watch that closely, man. I didn't know. I didn't know he was back. I, I think. I think I, I think I read that today. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Eagles and Broncos game, and I'm going to go. It, this seems like a very low over under. I'm going to go over 44. Okay. Um, that is that is pretty low. Yeah. Um, uh, over 44. Okay. So I got the Lions at Steelers, and um, just ex- exactly what you just said. I'm going to go under 43. Under 43. It's very low. Okay. So. That is that is low. Like I'll be honest, I, all the over unders scared me this week. I didn't like really any of them. I'll be honest with you. Right, and 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 kind of to go back what you started off the show with, like what you opened up with, you know, it's just been it just hasn't been a great year this year. No, and um, it's so. I mean, I, I know the any given Sunday is every year for every football game, college, high school, NFL, whatever. It seems more random now than ever. Yeah, exactly. It's it, even with this week ten. Yep, we're going, going into going we're into week still, ten. We're yep. still, still clueless. I know. Anything can happen. Uh, all right, my last over under. I'm going to go the Rams Niners over forty nine and a half. Okay, I I looked at that. Um, okay, and, but obviously I took the the spread. But um, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I think that's going to be a high scoring game. Right. Exactly. Um, I think the Rams just take a shit on the Niners. So I think most of it's going to come from them. It probably, I would say so. Um, so did, did you want to touch on this, this Henry Rugg stuff? I mean, yeah. it's, it's just a, it's a, you know, sad story, obviously. Um, it just gotta be smarter. Um, obviously if you haven't heard by now, Henry Ruggs drunk driving 156 mile an hour, I think impact was, he was like 125 or 130. Right. Um, girl lost her life, 23 years old. I think she was, um, just a brutal, tragic I don't even know if I could call it accident because you're driving 160 miles an hour. You know what the fuck you're doing. I don't care how drunk you are. Um, it's just a, a sad incident. Yeah, for sure. And I just think, just in general, driving drunk. I just think that today there are so many options 
Um, especially when it's, you have money. Especially when you're on an NFL roster and the NFL gives it to you. Right. Like every whether, NFL whether, player. Whether the NFL gives it to you. Right. I'm saying whether he uses that, whether he uses his own personal shit, whether whether he calls an Uber, whether he has, you know, uh, 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 somebody sober that he's with. Like, uh, um, I'm, I heard that his fiance or girlfriend was in, was in the car with him and she was sober. Oh, my God. That's so, horrible. Yeah. That's really horrible. Uh, yep. And that's the thing is, is if you decide to drive drunk, whether you're Henry Ruggs or Joe Schmell, um, you know, you're just risking not only your life, but so many other people's lives. And it's just exactly. kind of a really shitty thing. And, and right. um, you know, there's just there's no excuse anymore. Today. No, there's no, no there really isn't. It's 2021. And yeah, and he's he's facing I think I don't know how much he's going to get, but he's facing up to like 26 years in prison um, for and two look, different charges. But it's. He's 23 I mean, years old. Right. Or 22 years old, right? 22? Um, right around there. 22, 23? Yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, we, you know, you make a lot of mistakes when you're young, and he made a mistake, obviously, but he's also at that age where he should know the difference. And, right. Um, you know, not only... We, we could sit here and say, yeah, he ruined his life, he had everything, but he ruined somebody else's life and their family's and lives. And her, yeah, her family's lives, right. Exactly. Right. So... Uh, and the, the thing that's kind of real, and I guess I kind of, there's really no easy way to, to to segue this is like the thing that's really pissing me off about this story is that people are making Aaron Rodgers to be a worse person than Henry Ruggs. Like uh, you, you would think that that Aaron Rodgers is a shittier person because of his stance on the vaccine than Henry Ruggs who killed a person. I know I tweeted that out. It just just an awful situation all around, and I just haven't heard much buzz about—not buzz, but I haven't heard much about the Henry Ruggs thing. And everybody's focusing their stuff on the Aaron Rodgers uh, vaccination stance, and I, that just well, doesn't rub me the right way. Just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Uh, sure, I'm sure it's there for sure. I I think I think that it's. I just think that the 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 Aaron Rodgers thing is a lot. <laughs> I don't I don't want to like. I don't want to say it the wrong thing here but i just for think sure it's, it's more, tough i just think it's more of a f not funny thing but like look like i don't know if Ironic. you saw snl i uh, did not the snl opening skit was was rogers like like pete davidson dressed up as rogers and, and they did the interview you know there's a okay, joke to be made it. about it there's a joke to be made about it and i think that's why it's so much bigger or, okay or, you know more, more on the news than the rugs thing because it's a lot less dark i guess yeah, and and it's and it's it's, I think I think ninety eight percent of the population could say Henry Rogers is wrong, as right. where half of the population says Aaron Rodgers is right, half says it's wrong. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, I, I think it's more divisive is, for sure. It's, it's one more political. One is more you're just a fucking idiot. Right. So, um, and obviously Ruggs is the the idiot part, but um, right. But I just I I just think there's more. When we told growers that New Bear Premium Trifold Herbicide for corn delivers visibly clean fields for up to eight weeks, they were a bit skeptical. Um, we'll see how it works. So we decided to prove it. We set up cameras in multiple cornfields, treated them with Trifold, and filmed for 24 hours a day. For eight weeks, we saw a variety of weather conditions, and Trivolt worked. See for yourself at TrivoltInAction.com. Trivolt is a restricted-use pesticide. Consult your state pesticide regulator for specific restrictions. Read and follow pesticide label directions. 
Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compra con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. Like, like, are, are we surprised that Rodgers kind of did it the way he did it? And like, and look, I'm not, I, again, I don't want to get political. And I, 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 yeah, me no, personally, yeah. I, I'm not going to get political. But to me personally, if you want to make that decision to, to do it, then fine. If you don't, then fine. But like, there are ways to go about it. And I just think people are kind of, it's more not lighthearted because it's not lighthearted. But I just think people are looking at the Rodgers situation like, There are so many different angles as well. I don't think I'm not even sure people are mad that he's not vaccinated. I think people are upset because he misled the media when he was asked that question. I don't Um, think he misled. Well, I think misled is the wrong word. He straight up lied. I don't know if he necessarily lied. He did come Um, out and say he did come out and say, I, I, I am vaccinated. I'm almost positive. uh, They asked him, are you vaccinated? He says, I'm I'm immunized. I can't say the fucking word immunized. Okay, that, that's all he said. He said I'm in, I'm immunized. He, he never said I'm vaccinated from COVID nineteen. He just said I'm I'm immunized. If I even said that right, I'm I'm not I'm not a ma- I'm not an English major here. You know I I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So anyway, not math but, guys either. No, not math guys either. But that's that that's probably that's why people I think are more pissed off than the fact that his he's right. not vaccinated. He's the fact that he misled or if if you want to but use the word fair. lied, sure. But like, uh, can people stop pretending like Aaron Rodgers has never been an asshole? Like he, this is who he is, right? He's right. just always we're been not surprised, in, right? Right, and he's just always been a lunatic. He's always been kind of a, a, a jerk off. So I'm, I'm not surprised at all. He and that's and that's, that, I think that's why I'd be the most upset. And the reason, honestly, the biggest reason I am upset is because I had to start Jalen Hurts in fantasy over him, <laughs> and they fucking finally decided to run the ball in the red zone. But um, uh, uh but yeah, I, I just I just think you know Rogers is a quirky guy. He's a weird guy, and like just go, kind of the way he went about it, right? Um. You know, I I, I think I, I agree. I think that's probably why people are upset. Um, I just think I just think like look at a guy like Carson Wentz who who came out and basically in so many words said he wasn't vaccinated, and like the whole world got upset that he wasn't vaccinated. And like, but he went through the he goes through the the, the protocols every week to wear a mask and do what he, whether you agree with the mask or not. That is what the protocols are. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the rules. So like you have to follow the rules. And I think why are we getting upset about Carson Wentz, who's actually following the rules? Where like, if Rogers isn't vaccinated, then he should have to follow well, the rules. No, that's not on Aaron Rodgers. That's on the Green Bay Packers, who his coaches, his teammates, the organization knew his vaccination status. So if if he's not following the protocols, that's on the organization, not Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a little bit of both. No, okay. I. I I mean, I, I think would it's think... An, is it not an NFL rule? It, it is. Yeah, it is. 100%. But, well, then, well, then why so would then it be the, the league? What do you mean? Why Why isn't the league at fault then? Uh, Well, the league sends out a mandate for all all teams to follow. Right. And if the, if the Packers are, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it could trickle down to the league. But if the team isn't, you know, forcing him to go through the protocols because they know his vaccination status, if, you know, if, if, the if the team's not you know forcing him to to go through the protocols that's on the team if you ask me it's on everybody 
Uh, sure. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess. I, I. I don't. It doesn't have to be one. You know, single party. I think it could be the team and him. Right. I, and again, I, I am. I am. You know, whether you believe in what you believe in, what you don't believe in, whatever there, there are rules to follow, and that's for sure. Unfortunately, is what it is. And right. I just don't think it's very fair that other people have to follow the rules and he didn't. No, you know I, I, agree, I agree with that, yeah. But it's uh, somebody's at fault, and I mean, I guess maybe it is just a collection of, of Rodgers, the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. It's kind of all of them, I guess. Right. So, all right, let's move on. You say you have some trivia this week, right? Let's I do. Some do. trivia before we get into Sixers talk. I sure do. Um, all right, so we got a little bit of a, little bit of a theme here. Um, okay. It is... Uh, who it, it, it's picking a specific player? Um, it's it's you know I guess I guess we'll call it who is this player? Um, I'm going to give you a question about uh, a crazy stat, and you're going to give me the answer of who this player is from this wacky stat. Okay. Um, this week I have three Flyers and two Phillies, and that's all I got. Cause fuck the Eagles and <laughs> fuck Ben Simmons. All right, fair enough. Let's go with uh. Uh, flyers, I guess. Okay, sorry about that little weird uh, ass intro to the to the uh, trivia. I, ju- I was not prepared for it. It's fine. Um, You're good. So you said flyers? Yeah, let's go flyers. Okay, all right. Um, well, let me, let me make sure I understand your your rules though. It's, uh, just read the question and I'll I'll figure it out as we go. Okay, so basically every question starts with this player. Okay, all right, then we're good. You know. Yeah, okay. I gotcha. So okay, for the, uh, first question: This player scored thirty-four times on the power play, not only the most of any Flyer skater, but the most in any NHL season by any player ever. Who is this Flyers player? Tim Kerr. Is that your final answer? Yep. We're starting off red hot, baby. Let's red hot. Um, a little little fun fact: Wayne Gretzky, the most talented goal scorer in the league history, uh, never had more than twenty in a season. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yep. All right, we're starting off hot. Um, there we go, one for this, one, right off the bat. <laughs> this player had one of the best postseasons in team history, setting rookie records in assists with 14 and points with 21. Who is this Flyers player? Was this Vili Lena? Is that your final answer? Yeah. We're, we're two for two, two baby. for Let's two. go. He was red hot in those yep. playoffs. It was unreal watching him in those playoffs. Of course, in 2010 um, uh, for the cup run. The, yeah. that, I that think question, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he broke uh, Gretzky. I think it was set by Gretzky, the the rookie th- the rookie point. I think you might leader. be right, and I, yeah, I think Leno broke it. Um, yeah, I think you might be right. Part of, I had to take part of that question out because it said twenty nine oh nine ten season. Okay, so I, I didn't want right. to. Right, that, uh, the, the year wouldn't even matter. I, I I've known that that's yeah. that. All right, so last one for the Flyers. This player put together a ten game goal streak in the po- in the postseason. Tied for the longest in hockey history. Who is this Flyers player? 10 game. All right, you might have stumped me on this one. You don't have a year? Uh, I do, but I can't give it to you. Oh, that'll give it away. It's not in our lifetime. Oh, okay. Um, I will. Uh, you know what? I'll go with Tim Kerr. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Nope, right before Tim Kerr. Uh, Tim Kerr was, I, I believe this guy actually was, he was a young player. I don't know if he was a rookie. He was in 1976. Reggie Leach. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. I don't know if I ever w- would have got him. Yeah. For whatever reason, but okay. Right. All right. So so far, two for three. Two for three. Yep. Um. All right. So we're going to Phillies. This player was hit by 188 pitches, almost double the next highest Philly, Mike Lieberthal. 
Who is this Philly? Now think about this a little bit here. Sorry, was there a year? Did you say? Uh, I no? can't give you the year. Okay. It it was within our within the last twenty years. So this Philly got hit 188 times in one season. Yep, and it was almost double the next Philly, who was Mike Lieberthal. Um. It was again. It was within the last twenty years. Jason Worth. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is not Jason Worth. I wanted you to think about it a little bit because, like, I, I feel like when I saw the answer, I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Uh, it's Chase Utley. Okay. I think it was 08 or 09. Right. Um, okay, yeah. I, I was thinking Worth because he's kind of the cocky. I mean, I mean, Chase Utley is too, but. Right. I, I, I might have been 07, but he got hurt halfway through the year. He broke his hand right. um, halfway through the year, so I don't, I don't think it was 07. Uh, all right, last question. Um, this player has, I'm sorry, this player has the four seasons with the most strikeouts at the plate in Philly's history with, with his top two or worst two showings at 199 strikeouts in consecutive seasons. Do you need me to read that again? Uh, no, sorry. It was a mouthful. Um, uh, is this a trick question? I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to say Ryan Howard. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It's correct. Ryan Howard. There we go. Um, yep. So, you know, four seasons with the most strikeouts at the plate in Philly's history, and two of them came in, came in 08 and 09. So that was, right. you know, it's crazy that that's their, you know, their two best years of that run. Right. With 199 right. strikeouts. Michael's giving us a little, little on-the-fly trivia. What Philly holds the record for most stolen bases in a single season without being caught? Is that without, uh, without being caught? Would that mean, just be a stolen base? Well, he's saying without being caught at all in the year, I guess. Oh. Is it, oh. So Jeez. you have the most amount of stolen bases without being caught in that year. But consecutively? No, I would just say, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little confused about the question, but no, I wouldn't say it's consecutively. Like, you go, so, you so, go a, so, whole, a whole 100. A whole season without being caught. The person who has the highest amount of stolen bases. I was I my know. guess with the question. I, my, Rollins, is my, Rollins Rich, is my guess. I would say I mean. Richie Ashburn. All right, well, th- th- those are two guesses. Michael, let us know if we're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, yeah, let's let's go to a little uh, – hold on, what's he saying? Yes, Dom, single season without being picked off. So we don't have an answer yet. Uh, Chase Utley. There you go. I'm still confused. Chase Utley. So he stole, I guess, say hypothetically 20 times and he – Didn't get caught. Didn't get caught once. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know what the actual number is, but there you go. Right. I just made up 20 just because yeah. I'm, you know. Little All right. So but. let's move on to the Sixers. They've won four. Um, they won four this week. One against the Trailblazers, the Bulls, the Pistons, and then the Bulls again. Um, they're a little they're a little banged up right now, though. They, they have numerous players on the, on the health and safety protocols list, which I'm not even sure I know what that means. Um, right. I mean, is that a COVID thing? Have they said? I believe so. That's what I'd take. Okay, um, yeah. I mean, in so many words, you know, um, oh, what is it? 23 stolen bases without being picked off. Okay. You were close with 20. Yeah, yeah. I That's that's around Utley numbers. Right. Stolen base numbers. So, um, anyway, going back to the Sixers. Um, uh, basically, um, Doc Rivers came out and said, uh, you know, Tobias um, is struggling uh, with this, in so many words, COVID. I mean, that's it, it is what it is. Um, I don't know why they won't just come out and say it. Yeah, I don't now, really understand now, that either. And now, and now today, the same thing with Embiid and basically saying that 
Um, Embiid is symptomatic. Um, I'm guessing Tobias, if he's not well, doing well, he's symptomatic as well. So, um, you know, apparently these both of these guys are really fighting through it right now. I don't know if they're fighting for their lives, but right. um, yeah, uh, both uh, Tobias has been out the last couple games. Um, Embiid is supposed to be out the next couple. Um, he was supposed to rest tonight to play tomorrow um, against the reigning champion Bucks. But they, um, lo- they lost tonight for what it's worth, one hundred three to ninety six. Right. Yeah, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. No, no, they they, they, know, they got it close within the end. Right, but they they are missing guys like um, Thibel and Harris, and they uh, Danny Green came back tonight. Um, he he's been out the last couple uh, weeks or so. So um, yeah, I mean it's definitely been a struggle. Um, I was talking today to somebody. You know, imagine if they eventually all start playing together. They're you know they were were on a six game winning streak before tonight. Um, so imagine if they were all. So, sorry, sorry. I just I'm reading the stats from tonight. Um, because obviously we didn't watch a game because right. we're doing this. Uh, Drummond had 25 rebounds. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a lot of fucking rebounds. He he set a record last week, I think, too. It was, like, the only player in history to have, like, 15 points, like, 15 rebounds. Like, it was, it's, I don't yeah. know the exact numbers, but um, it, it, he, like, did something crazy. Like, it's never been done before. Right. But, uh, yeah, dude, he's he's a freak when he, uh, around the rim. So, uh, you know. But but just as a whole, I mean, um, the Sixers bench has been so much better than than last year. Um, you know, you got Drummond and Thibel. Um, Niang's playing great. Niang's been unbelievable. Yeah, na- yeah, he has been. Um, so I, I mean, that definitely helps if you can get that starting. He had, you know rotation na- down. Yeah, Niang had 15 points tonight. He's he's been really good. Yeah, and I and I like that they. Uh, I don't know if they did it tonight. Um, they started Paul Reed on Saturday against the Bulls. I like Niang still coming off the bench. You know, you're not you're not relying on him too much. Um, he knows his role. So Reed only had I really, really like that. Reed only had four minutes tonight. So no. Okay, so then I guess he did. How many how many minutes did Niang have? I guess he had to have a lot, right? Uh, twenty four. Okay, and I know and I understand the whole idea where whoever gets the most points is tech. I mean, the most minutes is technically the starter. Right. But it does mean something to actually come off the bench or uh, not come off the bench, but start the game on the court. I mean, it does, but. Yeah, it does for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Carey led the way with forty minutes. Yeah, uh, fourteen <laughs> points. I mean, with with you big guys out, you like to see Carey maybe get a little little more production, but it right. is what it is. But he's he's that type of guy that's gonna put up points when you know your big time guys play. So yeah, that's true. It's um, hard for the, him to be the guy. Corkmaz was their uh, was their highest scorer tonight, nineteen points. Okay, Corkmaz. Yeah, he. Uh, so. I mean, he he has been. I've been nothing but a Corkmaz hater. Um, you have been. I, I I'll give him credit this year. I mean, he's really surprised me. He's been consistent. Like my problem is that this whole city loves a guy who. He'll have two big games and then he'll disappear for ten games and then he'll have those two, his two big games and I understand that's like what shooters do but like, look at any other kind of like off the bench three point shooters they don't they don't go through that as much right so like. But this year, man, he's been he's been very consistent, and I've been very pleased with him. Um, he's still that just three point guy, and that's what he's going to be, and he's going to be a liability on defense. But um, I, I can't complain right now. Him or Shake Milton, I, I I've been I've been very against those two guys in the last two, three, four years. So um, they've both been productive coming off the bench. Yeah, they have been, and, and they're going to need to, especially because you know the whole lineup's banged up right now with his whole COVID thing. So right. It's it's gonna be a rough maybe week. I mean, who knows how long? I mean, week two. Who knows? Right. They said several games. I don't know if that exactly. I don't know if that means 
three games. I don't know if that means three weeks. So right. Um, and 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 forget even the uh, the uh, these guys stepping up, um, with guys being out, you know, injury with injury and COVID. Um, just even Ben Simmons' absence, like these guys yep. are coming up big. So, um, you like to see it. Uh, you, you, I'd really like them to kind of get better in the starting um, this the the starting roles, but uh, and have these guys come off the bench, but. You know, right. I'm not complaining right now. It's November. Yeah, and then uh, you did mention it—the whole Ben Simmons thing. It's the soap opera continues. Of course, it does. <laughs> they uh, the they script find writes itself. Right, it really does. The, uh, the the Sixers find Ben Simmons his 360,000 game salary for missing Thursday's game and plan to resume finding him until he cooperates with team physicians on his mental health issues and fulfill other basketball-related obligations. Um, and then I just saw something today that there's they're working on something with. The team doctors and physicians, so that might have gotten all worked out. Maybe we'll right. hear within the next couple of days, but uh, there's no end to this, is there? It doesn't seem like there's going to be. Uh, well, did you see the news today? No. That uh, Shams, uh, the Shams bomb that was that was set today, that was that was placed very nicely. Uh, I don't uh, think so. Hold on, uh, let me see if I can find it. So apparently, the Boston Celtics have. Um, oh, you know what? I did. Have interest, I did see have this. interest in in Ben Simmons. There have been no offers made. Um, there were rumors that the Sixers. The only the only way the Sixers even consider that deal is if Jalen Brown is a part of that deal. So I thought that was pretty interesting. What What can you tell me about Jalen Brown? Yes, immediately. Okay. Um, so what one a, for one swap? You're fine with that? Well, well, I don't know if the Boston Celtics are fine with that. But, right. Um, yeah. I, well, I mean, shit. Is is but, he is he a good player? Because again, I don't watch much of the NBA. Uh, like, is that an upgrade? So yes, because he so he averages twenty five. Okay. Uh, I think it's twenty five five and two, five rebounds, two assists. Um, the guy's a pure scorer. Like he's a shooter. Um, uh, I think he shoots four thirty nine percent from three, which is pretty decent. Um, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I just think I think that both guys fit well if if that trade was made. But I don't know if the Celtics actually would make that deal because Jalen Brown is a better overall player than Ben Simmons, in my opinion. Right. Um Could you but, could you imagine imagine Ben Simmons in the in the 76ers division? Yeah. I like that'd, be, be, that'd be wild. It'll be, be just as good uh to, to, to kind of get that raw because obviously the Celtics are the biggest Sixers rival since forever. But um, but yeah, I I, I think it would be pretty interesting. I, but like I'm saying, the, the the problem that Celtics have right now is they have two guys who do the same thing, and that's always not a bad thing. But like they don't have a facilitator, they don't have a guy that um that can play shutdown defense. Um, so I think it would really work for Boston. But like again, it's just pure talent. Like, would you give up? I don't know a guy. Like, would you give up? Like, I'm trying to think of hockey terms here. Would you give a guy up like Claude Giroux for? Uh, I don't know, like a third line center, who, no. who I don't think so, who could potentially be a first line center. Oh, then sure, yeah, or Why a second not? line center, let's say. I, I guess, I don't know. It's, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's a bad analogy. Yeah, but like, it doesn't seem like a good. It doesn't seem like a great analogy. But like, although although that that Ben Simmons might fit better on that Boston team, I just don't know if they just. I just don't know if they just say okay. You know, but Jalen Brown's a better player. So, like, why, why would we, why would we make that deal? Like, right. we, we could probably make a better deal. So, um, because I, I do think that there is some rocky, um, 
there's a rocky relationship there with with Boston and, and Jalen Brown right now. Really? So, okay. Yeah. So I, I guess where there's smoke, there's fire. Maybe who knows? For sure. For sure. So, all right. I, I got nothing Sixers related. You move on to the Flyers. Yeah. Sure. All right, so they did. Uh, I'm pull up my notes here. Hold on, where, where the where the fuck did they go? All right, so Tuesday they played the Coyotes, three nothing win. Um, Thursday uh, in Pittsburgh, they lose in overtime. Would have liked to grab a win there with a depleted uh, Penguins lineup, and then they have a really nice win on Saturday against against a good Capitals team. Right. Um, it, they've been they've been lately a little inconsistent for me. Um, the Farabee's kind of. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88 Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas Y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno Compre con estilo JCPenney Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre Se excluyen del cupón Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't know if I want to use the word regress, but he's he's slowed, cooled down a bit. For um, sure. Uh, and, and then, like, going back to the Coyotes game. Yeah, they went 3 nothing. It looks good. Shutout win. For two periods, the Coyotes made them sweat, um, which they're the worst team in the league. Right. Um, so that, that wasn't great to see. Um, but, I mean, I guess you're playing down your competition. Uh, the Coyotes were winless. I, uh, they did pick up a win since, but they were winless at the time. Um so you had a hungry team, so maybe that kind of has something to do with it. But I don't know. We'd like to For see sure. more. Uh, okay, so I think that line, that second line, the Broussard, Atkinson, Farabee line. Um, now I didn't watch much of the Flyers this week. I just had a crazy week. But um, it does it does kind of seem like they are slowing down a bit. Um, let me ask you this question though. Let's 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 look at it like a roller coaster, right? They started off high, right, and now they're kind of coming down a little bit. What if they? What if Hayes comes back, or I'm sorry, what if they start to go up again, right? And Hayes comes back, and, and he moves to the third line. And then they start to come back down. Do you do you let them try to come back up again, or do you move Hayes right back to the second line? You know, you understand what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, I, I would move Hayes to the second line. If, okay. if, if they start going back down again, yeah. I, I, don't, want it to, I don't want it to snowball. Okay. I, um, I, I agree with that. And I, I don't, like... I, the big, I mean, the bigger loss, honestly, has just been Ryan Ellis. Like, I'm, I'm a little concerned that Ryan Ellis hasn't gotten back to the lineup yet. Like, at first it said day to day, and then he, I mean, he's been out for like two weeks. Now it's like week to week, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're still not sure if he's gonna play on Wednesday against Toronto. Um, it's, a, I mean, that's concerning because when he's in the line, I mean, he was, he's been steady. He's kind of made everything, you know, really, really good. You know, when you pair him with Ivan Provorov, who Provorov has been playing great this year. Um, right. I really like what I've seen out of Provorov. Um, but when you have Ellis up on the top line, you could allow Braun to play in a third line role instead of a top line role. And it's just, it kind of makes the whole thing work. So I'm really concerned with, with Ryan Ellis, and he's had an injury history in the past, and, and his day to day injuries turned into week to week. And right. it's, it's just concerning to me. 
He's not 25 anymore. No. Um, and that, that definitely hurts a player. It does. You know, the older they get, the, the harder it is to recover. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's been, he's been, uh, from, from the little that we saw him, he's been very good with Provorov. And like you pointed out, Provorov has been very, very good this year. Um, has only been concerning. on the ice, has only been on the ice for one goal against on five on five. So far right. this year. And that came recently, right? Yeah. Against the Penguins. And it was a fluky goal. Like right. it, I think uh, it was a like, weird bounce or something. Right. Um, but yeah, so. But, and, and I do look at it like this, like, okay, they did, they did hit a little bit of a slow patch against phoenix obviously they had the big third period um then you kind of saw it roll into the pittsburgh game and i only watched most of the i would say halfway through the third period on uh, in the washington game um but you do like to see them get a big two points against you know an uh, uh um an eastern conference team so um I, I think that's something to say you know what i'm saying they end the week the work week uh in a positive right. light, so yeah, um, yeah, they did. Um, but like t- to the Pittsburgh game, I mean, Pittsburgh's missing Crosby, they're missing Malkin, they're missing right. a couple other bodies. Like, yeah, the Flyers are hurt too, and I get that, but the, the Pittsburgh team is just so depleted to play that poorly for two periods, two and a half periods, whatever it was. It, it's con- it's a little concerning. Yeah. Granted, it's it's one game, but and and Carter Hart played very 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 well, and the and the goaltending duo as a whole has been great. Yeah. Um. Carter Hart is three two and two with a two point four one goals against average, uh nine twenty six save percentage. Right. Uh, he's been he's kind of back. I mean, is it too early to say he's back? Right. Um. Like it's only been a couple weeks, but I mean, I think the real surprise has been Martin Jones. Um. Yeah. A lot of people were skeptical with the signing in the offseason because um, he's been really bad the last, like, three years, three, four years. Uh, but he's 3-0 and with a 1-6-7 goals against average and a 9-50 save percentage. I mean, he's right. been spectacular yeah. in that. And, and, I, and I think you and I were, were a little concerned. I don't think we were, like, burn the house down when they signed him. Like a lot of season. people were. I wasn't, I right. wasn't that no, way. No, for yeah. sure. I mean, we were both I – think I think the right word was we were both curious. Yeah, like – uh, my point was always like, yeah, people hated Martin Jones, but like, who else was there? The, like, unless right. you go, I mean, uh, 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 yeah, but like, Hopi also, like Martin right. Jones, has been really bad the last few years. Streaky, yeah. Um, all I mean, you could have went out inside of Bernier and Allmark, but those guys both got, you know, paid that you know, money the Flyers just didn't have, and and they're gonna play a lot too, like right, Bernier and and, and Allmark, but like. And, and you needed a guy that can start every five games, right? You know, or every four game, every fourth game. So, um, yeah, he's been he's been a pleasant surprise, definitely. And I think the and again, I didn't watch any of the Phoenix game or the Arizona game, um, but uh, I I did watch the first period against Pittsburgh, and it just kind of seemed like they kind of came off like flat, like they just weren't ready to go out there. And I and, I, and I'm guessing that's how it was in the Arizona game because uh, they didn't score until the third period, right? Right, yep. So it, it just kind of seemed like they were a little flat. Yeah, for sure, out. they were. Absolutely. But, so, but yeah, I mean, they, they do have, uh, you know, Toronto in town on... Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. So that'll be interesting to, to watch, you know, because, I mean, Toronto's hit or miss this year so far. I mean, they've had a couple really good games and then a couple really bad games. So right. curious to see what that game's going to be. So. For sure, and I'm definitely definitely looking forward to uh, diving back in because two weeks ago it was hard to watch the Western Conference or the Western Con- Western Canada 
games. I, I stayed up for most of them. I th- right. I stayed up for all the Edmonton game. I stayed up for the Calgary game, and then I fell asleep in like the first period of the Vancouver game. Right. Yeah, we, so. we argued last week about time zones. Or two weeks. That's true. Yeah, That's true. We did. So, we did. Yeah. Um, absolutely, we did. And I didn't really get to watch much last week, so I'm hoping to kind of dive back into the some Flyers hockey. So I'm excited. Absolutely. So, before we move on, I had a couple. I had a couple notes a little later, but it's. I guess we could stick to hockey a little bit. And I don't know if anybody saw. I mean, I don't know how much our our listenership, you know, paid attention to the Chicago Blackhawks story from the. The 2010, uh, 2010 playoffs. Well, obviously, they beat the Flyers in the Cup that year, um, with the whole sexual assault cover up, uh, the Kyle Beach thing, and um, I, it had, this whole story happened maybe like two weeks ago. We just we didn't cover it because I I just wanted to get all the facts right and and right. Re- read everything before you know we talked about it. But the things that happened, I, I did read the the, the report. Um, it's it's fucking brutal. Um, I'll just just say that. Um, it's graphic. Um, so, I mean, if anybody does want to read it, just know it is, it does get graphic. Um, and just what that organization did to cover, to cover up the assault is just, is despicable to me. I mean, the, the fact that they just said, Hey, it's, we'd rather, we'd rather, you know, not have a distraction and win the Stanley cup and, and we'll, we'll worry about it later. And they ended up not really worrying about it later. Um, which is probably even the worst part, but right. it's just the whole thing around is just, is just gross. Yeah, and and uh, it's it, it happens in sports. It's very very real, where you know um, these not just al- well, I mean I guess as of right now there are allegations, right? Or uh, is is it? Or did did he, okay? Enlighten me a little bit here. Okay. Educate me a little bit here. Did 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 so? Did this video coach was was there was there another allegation that got him in trouble originally? Um. So. I'm trying to think of the timeline here. So basically, he, uh, Kyle Beach, who was the one that got assaulted uh, from the Blackhawks, he can we, can we kind of like tell, tell the, like let's let's because I I do know for a fact there are probably some listeners that don't know the story, and I think it'd be nice to kind of shed light on it a little bit here. Sure. So uh, Kyle Beach was in. I don't remember if he was in college or if he was in juniors, but he was a minor league player. He got called up to the playoff team. He was a first round pick too, right? Yeah, he was. He was eleventh overall pick. He got called up to the team to be a black ace, which a black ace is pretty much a collection of players that play. Uh, they pretty much just practice with the team. If a you know list of injuries happen, maybe they'll get playing time. Very unlikely. Um, but then a, a video coach ended up um, ended up assaulting, sexually assaulting him in a. I think it was at a hotel room. Um, and then Kyle Beach went to, I don't remember if he went to, I think he went somebody in management. They said, all right, what, you know, we're handling it. They, they went up to whoever their boss was. There was a meeting that took place. They pretty much, uh, Joel Quenville, who, you know, as of last week or two weeks ago, coached the Panthers, um, who was the coach of the Blackhawks at the time, um, pretty much said, like, uh, we can't deal with this distraction right now. We have to beat uh, – who are they playing? I think it was San Jose. We have a series against San Jose we, we have to worry about. We're, we're trying to win the cup. We This team doesn't need any, any distractions right now. And in that meeting, they pretty much said, all right, we're, you know, we're not going to say anything. Um, and then from my understanding, about maybe three to four days after they win the cup, um, they pretty much – I don't know if they – Relieved him of his du- I, I, they relieved him of his duties, but I don't think they have necessarily fired him. Nothing came out about a sexual assault. Joe Joel Quenville ended up writing a um uh a letter of uh, what the fuck? No, it wasn't resignation. It, he 
what the fuck's the word I'm looking for? So he, the the guy Brad Aldrich, who's a video coach, um, ended up getting a job with uh, high school. Recommendation. Recommendation. Yeah, I thought you said recommendation. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, letter of recommendation. Sorry. Okay, there we go. To a to a school in um in Michigan somewhere, and then that guy and Brad Aldrich, the video coach, ended up assaulting a student at that right. school, and that's I'm pretty sure what he ended up getting uh, convicted for at that point. Right. Um. So that's yeah. what I thought. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so he he ended up. I think he actually ended up serving jail time for that. Right. Um. So that he ended up did getting caught, and then there was a whole investigation that came out when this whole thing with the Blackhawks happened, and then the investigation you know just got released two weeks ago, and that's what this whole blow up was. Um, now there are two allegations against him, right? One is Kyle Beach, who came out as Black Ace One. That was his. Right. Yeah. That was his alter ego, or not alter ego, but his you know non. I don't even know what the right, fuck that is. Yeah, and I think Black Ace 2 was the, the student. I thought it was John got. Doe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it was. It was John Doe, which I'm yeah. pretty sure is the, the guy that he got convicted for at the other school. Oh, oh, oh okay, yeah. okay, I got you, I got you. Got they were you. just saying what the report right. found or whatever. Right, and okay, so. okay, so, all right, all right, but we don't know his name. Correct, still. yeah, correct. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy that, like, this, this goes on in real life, like, not just sports, but it also does happen in sports, and, like, whether you're a male or female, like it happens, you know what I'm saying? And like, uh, yeah, and this probably like just scratches the surface. Like this, right? Uh, uh, wouldn't shock me if this, ha- you know, has happened. Whether it's the NHL, NFL, like it, it happens in the major sports. Absolutely, um, it so. happens all the time. Uh, yeah, and, and and it's you know sports are are a macho thing, and um, we're always taught as young athletes that we have to do certain things and and. Um, in order yeah, and, to, to get by and anything in life you know what i'm saying but especially sports um to to man up and, and get through things and um in this instant it, you know sometimes sometimes that is valid but like not in this situation for sure and I, i've seen a lot of stuff of like well he's a six foot three whatever why you know how is it gonna let that happen to him but like the, the power dynamic is different where like the video sure. coach the pretty the video coach said you know if you tell anybody about this or you don't do what I say I'm gonna make sure you never play in the NHL again and you're right. a first round pick you've worked your life for it yeah you know it's and he's it's an unfortunate spot to be put in how old <laughs> you know what I mean? he, he doesn't was, he know was 20, any I think yeah 20 years old you know whether you're six three six eight Seven five, it doesn't matter right. how big you are. Yeah. I mean, you still got, you still got your your brain is still developing, so you don't know better. Um, it, it's just, it's just really a shame all the way around. Um, I, I mean, it, honestly, it even stems to like the mental illness. You know what I mean? Right. Like how how in sports, um, you know, I, I saw I, not not to get too much off topic, but like I, I saw Marcus Spears like ripping Lane Johnson and 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 uh, uh, um. Who was the other player that just came out? Uh, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, ripping yeah. Calvin Ridley and 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 uh, uh, Lane Johnson for mental health issues. Oh well, when I played, blah blah blah. But you were the same guy, and I saw this on Twitter. I'm going to give whoever said it on their you Twitter on the, Twitter. The Junior Seau thing. Yeah, yeah. You talk no, about yeah. You this yeah this person. I quote tweeted this person, and basically they said you're going to sit here and you're going to rip guys on national television. But ten years ago, you were crying your eyes out about how Junior Seau died. Your friend died. And nobody came out and said anything. Right. Like he didn't come out. He didn't come out and say anything. And you never saw the signs and this, that, and the other. But now you have guys like Lane Johnson and Calvin Ridley. You have guys like Kyle Beach who are coming out and saying this is a problem. And like, I think we all need to support. We all need to support them. Right. You know. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah, I mean, that, I, that they're, yeah. you know, big, yeah, big time macho sports players who make millions of dollars. Like. Right. Now I, I don't want to. 
speculate, but like maybe if a sale, you know, sale does come out like a Ridley or a Lane Johnson, maybe, right. maybe that's one less life taken. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Exactly. And, and you know, sports, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of injury and there's a lot of, there's a lot more than just going out there and on the ice and playing. There's a lot more than just going out there on the field and playing. And, right. Um, I just, I, I just, I think we should help people with mental illness, not, not, you know, tear them down. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right. I, I know we usually like to keep things light. So yeah, this has been a dark episode for sure. For sure. Um, Do you want to get even darker real quick? Uh, sh- sure. I got two crazy ass Eagle stats. Okay. I like it's it. about to get darker. Trust uh, me. All right. Fair enough. So I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get to say these during the, um, the Eagles talk really quick. So um, Justin Herbert is the fifth quarterback to complete 80 plus, 80 plus percent of his passes against the Eagles this season. Between 1950 and 2020, Eagles have allowed just six quarterbacks to complete 80-plus percent of their throws, minimum 25 uh, attempts. So, essentially, there have been five quarterbacks this year that have completed 80-plus percent of their passes, Yep. where between 1950 and 2020, the Eagles have only faced six quarterbacks that have done that. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm dead serious. All right, we have gotten dark. Uh, we're about to get even darker. All right, get even uh, darker, Dom. I like it. The, this Eagles defense facing Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert have only forced 28 completions in those five games. So I've only forced 28 incompletions? Yes. Okay, I thought you said completions. I got confused. Incompletions. Um, 28 completions in how many games is that? Eight? Uh, uh, five. Seven? Five? So against yeah. Dak Prescott, Patrick right. Mahomes, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Herbert, they've only fa- they've only forced twenty eight incompletions. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, you're you're going up against Patrick Mahomes and 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 Tom Brady. I get it. But, yeah, well, like, like, Mahomes hasn't been <laughs> Mahomes hasn't been good at all. Carr, you know, historically hasn't been that great. I know he's having a, a bounce back year. Um, and no, it's da- still crazy. It is. It's yeah. It's. That's not good. Well, now we got dark, and before we do get out of here, I did want to make one note. We haven't talked Phillies in a while. Right. So did you see the nominations today? The, uh, the, the, yes. The finalists. So Zach Wheeler, Corbin Burns, and Max Scherzer are finalists for the NL Cy Young. Uh, right. Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto are the finalists for the MVP. Yes, 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 yes. So I think we know where the MVP deserves to go. Uh, yeah, uh, I, like – if. My guess is Corbin Burns wins the Cy Young and Bryce Harper wins the MVP. I think it's, I think it's Scherzer and. Do you think it's Scherzer? Harper. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you all, um, again another Phillies um, nugget? Uh, they have declined Oduble and McCutcheon's. Yep. Um, I did see uh, that. Uh, uh, what's it called? Help me out here. Uh, options. Yes, 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 yes. I think. Thank I God. Think, I think Oduble still has. Um, a player option, maybe? Yeah, no, no, no. Um, arbitration? Uh, no, get him. Get, let's see. No, I'm just saying. Goodbye. I'm just saying. I, d- I'm just saying. I swear to God, if Oduble's on this roster next year, I'm going I don't think to he will lose be, my fucking mind. No, I don't think he will be, but I'm just um, saying. I think he's still eligible for arbitration. I mean, no, you can't do it. No, I agree. I'm just you saying. You can't do it. So. But that, that is some good news. That <laughs> is. Um, and then one last thing before we get out of here. Did you see what the Phillies announced today? Well, I want to get your take on this. The I Phillies announced that home, so. the Phillies announced that home games will start at six forty-five this season for Monday through Thursday night games in April, May, and September. So they'll start at six forty-five. 
April, May, and September. Why April, May, and September? I don't know. Why not just the whole season? It's a great question. I think Arizona does that. But they really? do it all year. They do it all year. They start at like 6.35. Yeah. Okay. Oh, their time. Right. It's weird. I don't, um, it's odd. I don't know why. Yeah. But that's what the Phillies announced, so I'm, I, okay. I don't know. All right. Let's let's roll with it. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Sure. It's a weird. I, maybe they're just trying to... I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Maybe they're just trying to school hours to make games more kid friendly. You know how you make the game you make the game more kid friendly. Don't start World Series games at fucking nine o'clock. Right. Maybe they should just play day games anymore, like like Why how not? they used to in like the eighties and the seventies and the sixties. Right? Is that right? That's, that's, I, I, at least the Cubs. I think I think we're the last team well, in the. Well, they didn't have lights. <laughs> right. I don't think they had lights. Right. At the, Maybe we should just take the lights away. Why not? Just take the lights away. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I. I'm all for that, you know. Dom, you bring up great points. I that's what I'm here for. That's what I get paid for. Exactly. Even though so. I don't, we we don't get paid, but we don't. But or maybe we do. Who knows? Well, maybe we do. We, we, we teased it last not, week. We teased it last week about a sponsor that's not ready to go. Hopefully, we got that right. next week. We'll, we're not. We'll see we're what not. We're there, not in the business but. to give out secrets here. No, we're not. No, so. we're not. So, you got anything you want to say? Get off your chest before we get out of here. Uh, I got a lot to get off my chest, but I don't think we have the time. Uh, I don't think so. We've already gone over an hour twenty, so right. Well, uh, we'll call it a week. Uh, follow us uh, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube at Fired Up Podcast. Listen anywhere you get podcasts: Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next Monday. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.